everybody. Welcome to Babcast Extra, episode 81. Yeah. 81. 81. We are uh, coming to an end of our Pulp Hero comic strip lady do things in a movie theme. Where'd you throw lady in there? I mean, I know we're doing lady do things this week, but... I don't know. It's a lady. Okay. Some some of the people have been ladies. Some of the people have been ladies, yeah. yes. I yeah. was just word salad. And oh, we right. have no actual title for this theme. So <laughs> I was just throwing all the words that I knew together at once to see what stuck. All right. Lady apparently stuck. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... Our, our pulp friction. I yep. don't know. Yep. This is our penultimate episode for this theme. Oh, yeah. And this time we are doing... Kind of 1989's Brenda Starr. What, what does kind of mean? Well, it was uh, filmed in 1986, mm-hmm. and then the distributor went bankrupt, and then it came out in 89 overseas, Okay, and then it came out in America in 92. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's hard to really gauge exactly, because 86 to 92, in terms of motion pictures, is a vast swath of genres and what was in and what was not. If this had come out in 86... That's predating Batman and Dick Tracy and all these things. Mm-hmm. Comes out in 92, and it looks like, eh, cash yeah, in. Yeah. So, anyway, it had Fair a enough. troubled history. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Brenda Starr. Mm-hmm. Starring ha, uh, <laughs> Brooke Shields and T. Dalt. Yeah. Timothy Dalton. T. Dalt. Uh, some other people. Uh, <laughs> Charles Durning. <laughs> yes, again. Some other people. <laughs> Charles Durning of Dick Tracy, although he had not filmed Dick Tracy yet. This is confusing now. I know. I'm just going to throw that out there. Sorry. I'm very sorry. But anyway, uh, Brenda Starr. Brenda Starr has a tie to us, sort of, in that it was filmed here locally. Parts of it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was filmed both in Puerto Rico and in Jacksonville, Florida. Sure. Uh, it, it was. I tried to do the research on it to pin down exactly where locally. Best I could determine, it's near Fort George Island. Okay. Or something like that. So basically, when this movie is in the woods but not near any sort of identifiable structure, Mm -hmm. that's here. (laughs) Because we got lots of that. (laughs) We got lots of just woods with nothing identifiable around it. So as opposed to last week's movie, which was not an actual property, um, but came to life somehow in that, you know, pulp heroes were real. Mm -hmm. This one is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum in that it's a real, like this was a real comic strip. Mm Mm-hmm. But the comic strip both comes to life and also sucks the creator into the comic strip somehow. Well, not the creator, but the current artist. Right. I guess, yeah. Artist. Whoever was currently drawing Brenda Starr. Right. It's, it's, this is a strange movie. It seems plotless, even though there's a lot going on. Like, to the point where I, I think I was an hour and ten minutes into this, and I was like, what is the plot of... The, like, what's happening? <laughs> it's just... Brenda Starr goes places, and is in peril yeah look at all your different colored hats yeah let's talk about hats for a second okay let's talk about the costumes of this movie sure uh the costumes provided by bob mackie famous designer of of fashion Mm -hmm. uh this movie in terms of like fashion and hairstyles looks fucking great yeah like holy shit They, they do some things like, she is wearing ridiculous dresses throughout this thing. Like, sometimes, like, monogrammed with a B and a star on it, which, mm-hmm. hey, might as well, if that's your name, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I I almost feel like we have to talk about the plot before we talk about the costuming, only sure. because it adapts to where they go. It does, yeah. Um. So, yeah, in, in the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. it is the, what's his name? Uh, Mike Randall is the current artist on Brenda Star. Yep. And he's 
furiously drawing, erasing, breaking pencils, you know, he, sharpening he pencils. It. He can't he, do it. He's just like, I hate that this is a job. I'm, I'm supposed to be in architecture school. And he's just like cursing his job until Brenda Starr is like, literally on the page is like, hey, enough of that. Yeah. You know, like, you don't like me. I'm not going to I'm not going to be here. Yeah. And, I'm not going to take your abuse. Anymore. And it and it morphs into Brooke Shields. And I mean, there was a whole thing about like what he was. He was told what she's supposed to wear, which is a weird note if you yeah, will like, like yeah like the editors kept sending in like make sure she wears a purple hat and you know right where's this you know checkerboard dress and weird stuff and high heels while she's on the ledge and all these real weird notes real, yeah weird dumb notes but, um mike randall by the way is a pamcast alum for mm-hmm. two andy sedaris movies the most recent two i think hard hunted and uh fit to kill i recognized him but like i couldn't have told you exact i don't i couldn't tell you a thing he did in those movies right so well that's usually most of the dudes in those movies yeah well he's just, not a uh he's not one of the abilene. uh, abilene's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so other yeah other than abilene's not being able to shoot i mean yeah and honestly if there wasn't that trait i wouldn't be able to tell you a single thing about any of the guys in no. any of the industry movies no um anyway yeah it's, but yes he, that was funny. He, he's just like you know cursing at the comic and yeah she comes to life and is like well guess what you know i'm not gonna be in this which is weird because <laughs> then it just starts her like her adventure which you know she was standing on the ledge and it was because it was in the middle of a shootout like the police are like shooting at this gangster like top of the ma- world ma yep you know public thing. enemy number three yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and she just sneaks into this room and is like tap 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 you know like i'd like to interview you and the guy's like oh you know i love like his name is like what what is donovan it? o'shea yeah <laughs> i think they call him the mick maybe i think you know but they didn't hire one <laughs> to play no, him. i mean because yeah he's just like he's like oh yeah when i was in school i got to, i got you know, pinned for something I didn't do, and I figured if I was going to get, you know, mm-hmm. in trouble, I'd, I'd you know, yeah. I'd, I'd actually do it. Yeah, and, it's and, the adultery defense, which right. is like, you kept accusing me of adultery, so, yeah, so I, just did, I just did it. But yeah, and she's just like, oh, well, yeah, you've had a hard life, you know, why don't you come with me and turn yourself in? And she's like, they won't shoot a reporter, and he's like, you're right. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing just as good a job, by the way, on the Irish It's fantastic. As it's, he like, it's like I'm right there <laughs> in Ireland. And he just, he grabs her and is like, you know, like, I've got, I've got her, you know, like, you can't shoot me I'm taking her down mm-hmm. and um you know and then she she tussles with him on the fire escape and they fall and then like it's a really long ways up because in midair she's just like oh yeah let me switch places and land on top of you okay I know I brought this up at some point mm-hmm. saying that I did not like the recent trend of riding someone to the ground and then you will survive because you landed on top of them mm-hmm. okay I guess this goes back a long way because this is you know 1986 are you trying to say that wouldn't happen? It seemed like it was happening a lot lately in oh. movies. Like, d- people were just like, okay, if we're both going out the window, fine. I'm going to ride you down, and then you will die, and I'll be fine. It just seemed like that became, like, the hero mentality in movies of just, like, okay, we're both maybe going out of the window, mm-hmm. but as long as I ride you down and you land first, well, I'm fine. It just seemed like that was a plot point happening a lot lately. But so, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, do you, are you questioning the science of this? No, it's, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with it's you. It's like it's like jumping up when your elevator is crashing. It's absolutely like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's how it works. Fine, it's totally how it works. I mean, because the human body is like seventy eight percent water, uh-huh. and so it's like landing on water. Yeah, it's cushioning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she writes this guy down. He dies. She's a little banged up and goes to the hospital. Yep. I I am only pointing this out because in this, I I I. 
that's the weird thing is like I never am really sure what the time period is other than it's post World War Two because it's I, there was a date that said 1947. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So I was at thinking, some point she was shown a newspaper and the date was 1947. Yeah, most of the cars and stuff actually remind me more of like 30s yeah. style cars. I was confused as the yeah, timeline. But as then well. when they were like mentioning like you know ex Nazis and things like that, I was like, oh, okay, so it's like, post 45. Uh, yeah. but yes, yeah, so I didn't see the date, so yeah. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, and I only mention this because like her fashion in this era, in mm-hmm. this locale, is real wild. It's like shoulder pads that are like three feet wide and stuff like that. Like, I mean, they make her look like a billboard. They, yes. Um, and in fact, actually, she looks like, you know, when like they draw fashion on the paper page and it looks a certain way. And then it doesn't look that way, you know, like they draw real broad shoulders and, and blocky stuff on right, page. And right. then, but she actually looks like that. Yes. You know, <laughs> she looks like the sketch. Yeah. And it, it, it's real weird. Um, especially whatever. She goes to the hospital and gets a whole bunch of flowers and everyone's like. Movie trips out a little bit at this point, too. It does. Um, I want to say that they did not film all the scenes they wanted to film for this movie because there are several gaps jarring gaps yeah, yeah where cuts. it's just like here's a comic book panel and then now let's move on and it's like yeah uh... and i look I, <laughs> I don't know anything about the character i mean you know yeah. i it's not a comic strip i ever i think it was still going when i was very young mm-hmm. but it's uh, it was one of those skip over ones to get to you know garfield and Farside and stuff exactly you know um the giants yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's that garfield up to <laughs> yeah, it's hanging out on the screen door hating mondays um <laughs> but I guess the I guess the thing is is like she works for this underdog newspaper and like so she's the flash. she's the make or break every single story here's kind of person. I, okay, here's what I don't understand about this. Mm-hmm. We never we never see any public reaction to her. Like people themselves, there is no general public reaction to Brenda Starr. Right. The entire reporter community thinks she's the shit. Mm-hmm. They just like Brenda Starr is fucking dope. But it's like. Why then would that not be saving this newspaper? Like everyone is just acting like, what's Brenda Starr up to? She, you know, like to the point where other reporters are doing evil, sinister shit to scoop her, right? Because she's the best. Like, why is this not saving the newspaper? Like, why does why does the general public not give a shit about this newspaper if Brenda Starr is the dope ass r- reporter that she is? Right. It's just strange. Yeah. So, but so she's this is like her rivalry. Uh, she has a. A rival reporter who's just her arch enemy, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, Libby Lips Lipscomb. <laughs> um, Lips. But yeah, she's just the one who's like, I'll get you, Preda Star, and your little dog, how, too. How dare you be a good reporter yeah. and get the scoop? Um, but yeah, she's in the hospital, a whole bunch of flowers, like a shitload of flowers. And there's one special orchid sitting, and she's, it's all like dreamy and like, like she's got a head injury. It's like, what's this orchid? Uh, you know. Yeah, it's like a grease dream sequence yeah. that's happening here because this is kind of where Timothy Dalton is introduced, but not really because no. he's just kind of floating around in the scene, yeah, vaguely looking suave and like you know, it's like. But oh, her right. her two <laughs> flunky best you know best friend reporters come in and and are like, I don't know, geez, I don't even remember what they busted and tell her, but. Like something where she's, she's got to get up and go. Right well, it's basically like your article's great and it's fantastic. And everyone read it. And she's like, did it move the, the distribution or the circulation needle? And they're like, ah, and she's no, like, oh, no, no my friends actually, are in yeah, We actually took a pay cut. And she's like, well, head head bandage off. And I've got a perfectly <laughs> tiny bandage underneath it. And I'm going to get up and go. Yeah. And, and I say this because this movie is 
I mean, maybe it's a character trait, I guess, but it's real dumb because like she's in a hospital in a ho- you know, in a stylish hospital gown. Yeah. And then she's like, let me go to the closet. That's never in a hospital where my entire wardrobe is. I thought that was funny because yeah. it's, it's a ridiculous reveal in the harps play and everything. It's yeah. just like, ta-da. You know? But I, I say this only because like what she puts on now is probably the most ridiculous thing she wears in the, in the, in the movie, because as I was saying, like the square fashion drawing, this is the epitome. Yeah. I mean, it is literally like she's a walking billboard and, and it's like a, I think it was a blue dress, but like mostly all white on the front with a B star and on the shoulder. Yeah. Um, a giant hat, you know, a giant hat. <laughs> and she, yeah, she busts into, into the newsroom and was like, Hey, Brenda's back. Yeah. And she goes to see the chief yeah. who's draw turning. Right. And is, and he's just like sitting there in his office in the dark with a projector and it's weird because she's like, what's this about pay cuts? And he's like, I need you to watch this. And it's like, that's then forgotten. <laughs> exactly. Like everything that was any anything else was like, this is the most important thing now. Forget everything else that was just happening. Yeah. Watch this news strip. Yep. And it's this really stupidly edited. I mean, it's, it's Henry Gibson and he's doing like an Albert Einstein thing. And he's just like narrating this science thing to these like natives. They do this twice yeah. in this movie. So th- this this introduces the main thing in the movie, which is like, so Henry Gibson has apparently invented this this tiny little fuel additive that all you got to do is mix it with water. It's just a tiny, it's like six drops. It's mm-hmm. barely anything. You just, if, if your plane or your car or whatever doesn't have gas or whatever, you just get a bucket of water, drop these six drops in it, and look at it go, and it's yeah. amazing. The thing is, is that every time someone in this movie tries to explain this to someone else, they're doing it like it's fucking snake oil. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, listen up, you rubes. Here's the you know this. The, if this had spoiler, it's fake. It, spoiler, but if it, like if this had been like a real thing that you're trying to sell, you would show it to smart people. Mm-hmm. You would show it to the everyday citizen. You wouldn't go to the jungles of whatever tribe they found. Is like, hey, idiots who've never seen electricity, check this shit out. It's mm-hmm. like. And they do it later with a bunch of idiot rubes in the in the jungle where it's just like, all right, gather around, check this out. And it's like, what are you guys trying to sell this to people who don't even know what gas is to begin with? It's really weird. (laughs) But it's I mean, it goes on too long. And then he's just like, watch this plane. Look, there's no gas in it. And I water. okay, drops. Look at it go. And then plenty of film editing throughout this where it's like, this is it. This could be fraud anyway, Mm -hmm. because you could just cut away from that tank is empty, put a bunch of gas in it and then. Right dumb but yeah and charles turning's <laughs> like yeah you got to get this this could change the course of everything this could be rocket fuel yeah like, we go to the moon and uh, yeah does this this one he does the yeah, like the um magnifying glass too because he's like no that's the president oh of that's, the that's United right States. that's right that's right you're right you're right yeah <laughs> she flies to washington well to- yeah because she calls around she's like everywhere she's like i'm gonna find out some information about him because this could be anywhere mm-hmm. um and she calls around it's like i don't have anything and then she's like give me the white house and she goes and plays piano with the president Hangs out with him for a little bit, and then he's like, watch this, what I learned in Boy Scouts and why this is important. Mm-hmm. And he goes over and gets a magnifying glass and a, and a document and points it at the sun and, you know, burns the paper. And he's like, imagine if they did this from space. Yeah. He's like, they can melt whole <laughs> cities. And she's like, you're right. We can't let the Ruskies get this. Yeah. It's- and then we get introduced to the Ruskies because, like, this is a whole other thing, like... Well, okay, so not she, yet. She, well, she calls... Doesn't she call in and... She calls... Yeah... Or no, I think she goes back home. Okay. I, I don't think the White House was bugged. She, no, because I think I think she's on the phone with like the chief and everything, saying, "I know where I have to go. Right, I've got to go to Brazil, or something like that." I, I think she went back because the okay. room that she's in is bugged, and then 
Lips is listening to that phone call or, or that conversation about it. But then the Russians are listening to her listening to that. Right. Trying to piece it together. The Russians are led by Jeffrey Tambor, who. OK, first of all, I don't know where public opinion has landed on him yet. Like, yeah. it seemed like he was shitty there for a second. But then everyone just kind of shrugged and went like, eh. Uh, he's playing a goofy Russian in this mm-hmm. and is thoroughly enjoyable because he's dumb. Like throughout the, he's listening to this entire phone call and is just like, I don't know what this means. I like, don't know what any of this means. He, he must have perfected this accent back in 1985, 86 <laughs> because he used it again on Archer. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Real comical, dumb Russians. Sure. And he gets some, some good bits in here or there. But yeah, so the Russians have learned about this and they're like, well, if they're looking for thing, we should look for thing. Let's all go look for thing. And. Somehow Brenda Starr figures out she's got to go to Puerto Rico. No, she's she's going to Brazil. She knows she needs to go to Brazil because she meets up with Timothy Dalton, who's like the king of some. He's like Brazil. City. I'm from Brazil. It's like, <laughs> are you? Are you? <laughs> um, Timothy Dalton, by the way, with an eye patch. Yeah, never explained. <laughs> no, but he's Basil St. John. I'm I'm assuming another character from the comic. Probably. You know, just you know you know this. You know this guy. You know, obviously, if you're watching Brenda Starr, you must be a fan. All right. So they were they were going for that, you know, hot 70 year old, you know, market that <laughs> again. Yeah. Like, what is the target audience for yeah. this? This defunct comic that, <laughs> you know, maybe your grandfather. Read. Right. <laughs> but tell yeah. me stories of the Brenda Star granddad. <laughs> I'm going to see the movie tomorrow. But she no, she's on her way to Brazil, but they stop off. At, they stop off in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And for some reason, it's like, let me get off the plane. And, you know, it's not like just a pit stop. It's like they. She's like it's a layover. They're going to be there for a while. But this is there. There are basically like two jokes in this whole movie that I think really land. Uh-huh. And one of them is is she sitting on the plane next to Jeffrey Tambor, who's just like, <laughs> when do we land in San Juan? And 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 she's like, oh, are you Puerto Rican? He's like, duh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good joke. And yeah. it, then again, there's a there's a scene missing here because suddenly Brenda Starr is just kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Like she has just been taken by the right. It's like. All we see is that conversation on the plane. We don't see anyone getting off the plane. We don't see how that happened. It's right. just like she has been taken. Yeah. So but I don't really even want to recap. Like there's there's misadventures. Yes. You know, like. Yeah. But OK. So the dude who was drawing her, by the way, mm-hmm. is getting yelled at by his editor. Like I she's gone. I don't know what to do. I guess I could draw her again and then decides not to do that. He decides to draw himself which he just draws himself on the ledge, then he's in that world. Yeah. And then he's just like, I got to go get her and convince her to come back to the comic strip, which is weird. And mm-hmm. he never at once, he he never at any time is amazed that he's in this other world. No, other than like freaking out that he's on a ledge for like half yeah. a second, then going, oh yeah, I drew myself on a ledge and now I'm on a ledge. So I guess I'll stop screaming. Yeah. Everything after that is just like, this yeah. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he's he, he comes to grips with it, sort of like monkey bone. Yeah, like, right very, away. Very quickly. He's yeah. just like, it's like oh, I'm here now. <laughs> my cre- oh, OK, fine. My creation's here. That mm-hmm. makes that makes sense. Yeah, this is fine. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's he's along for the ride for hijinks. And it's just comical misadventures. Yeah, it's, and- it's mostly like for, for about a quarter or a third of the movie. It's just him trying to catch up to, to Brenda. Yeah. And then when he finally does. Like, I, I, is it still when, no, they actually, he doesn't catch up with them until they get all the way to Brazil. I think they're in Brazil by yeah. that time, yeah. Because. Because, yeah, it's, it's when they're at dinner. Yeah, there, there's a whole misadventure thing, like, you know, she eventually escapes Puerto Rico, I think, with Timothy Dalton's help, or. She, the Russians like, were chasing her around. Yeah, and she. There's a, there's a long scene of Jeffrey Tambor trying to get a bird to talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it's, it's just running through the streets of Puerto Rico, trying yeah. to get away. Is, is this one she uses her purse becomes a grappling hook? Uh, that happens at one point, although I think that's her new purse because her, her skirt gets ripped and she goes into a dress store for like an hour mm-hmm. and just picks out a dress while the Russians are running around in the background and then she just emerges and... Yeah. Yeah, but she does use the purse as a, as a grappling hook. It's... It's not firmly established, and and again, not having any source connection to this, I, I don't know, but it's like everything feminine, like every feminine product she has ends up being like a James Bond style escape. Because there's, oh, I think this is actually how she gets out of the out of uh, away from the Russians. Is like they're emptying her purse and she's just got a shitload of makeup things. Yeah. And they're like, she doesn't Show look us what she, these. She doesn't do. look like she would wear this much makeup. Yeah. And so she's like putting on you know a uh, base thing with a you know little brush mm-hmm. or whatever and then it's just like whoosh, and blows the dust in their face and they're like ah you know makeup in the face and then <laughs> you know she sprays another dude in the face with perfume and then right. puts some on and and so it's like and then she's running through the streets and eventually like oh if i take the strap off my purse i can make it a, a you know a grappling hook yeah. type thing so it's like everything and then she also like uses her pantyhose later as like a rope too i mean it's like it's it's like she just knows to do these things. It's not like they are specially formulated to be spy weapons or anything. It's right. just like she's instantly MacGyvering her yeah. her things and not really having a problem and doing it. I'm only going to sort of hypothesize about maybe the intention of the comic, which if this was like this all along, this is actually kind of clever. I mean, if it's if that was its subversive message of like, hey, all this, you know, shit that only ladies buy, if it's like she uses it you know what i mean like it's like counterculture like if it's like you know all this stuff is like actually you know makes her secret cool action lady yeah that's that's especially kind of cool this started in like the 40s or i don't know when the fuck the comics i could i could wikipedia this but i'm I'm not gonna yeah (laughs) it the movie she she is a she's a very capable reporter like Mm -hmm. she's she's good at that she is good at getting out of jams and stuff like that. She's not helpless. The movie just also doesn't paint her as like, oh, shit, she's secretly cool. Like, she's yeah. still kind of arms flaily and goes gooey over a man kind of stuff. Yeah, it's what was the um, what was the one with the lady that always got stripped down? Jane in the Lost Jane, City. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. So Jane is like. There's nothing cool about Jane. She just stumbles into doing the right thing and usually gets her clothes ripped off. Yeah, you know, so I'm saying like no fault of her own. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, like there, there was like never any skill on her part. You know, like at least from time to time, Brenda Starr feels like, oh, I'm actually resourceful and I, I, I will do this thing to get out of whatever situation. Right. Usually, as I said, using female accoutrement yes. as the James Bond style weaponry. Yeah, but it's it's not like a, it's not like any of it is a last resort. I mean, it's always like immediately her brain goes to, sure, I'll use my nylons to get you out of this pit that you fell into. Mm-hmm. It, it's not th- none of it is. Oh, gosh, what are we going to do? We're dead. Oh, I guess we can try this. It's always like the first thing she thinks of within six seconds is how she's going to get out of it with whatever thing she has. But it's just it never portrays her as like. She is secretly awesome, and people turn learn to realize this about her. It's no one ever really is just like, "Wow, you're something else." Like I didn't give you enough credit. It's just like, "Okay, we got out of that. Let's move on to the next bit." <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So you know, and she has her weaknesses, like heights, for some reason, because they end up at a circus, and <laughs> she's just like, "I'm up here." Ah, yeah. you know, it's like, "Well, get down." <laughs> yeah. So, 
she she escapes San Juan, and then like it's sort of like you you actually kind of get like a little like Indiana Jones map thing for a second, but you're actually tracing um Mike. Yeah. Um, and it's like when he arrives, it's just like, hey, you're in Brazil, which cut to means like, hey, here's a Brazilian <laughs> band doing Brazilian music, and we're at this fancy restaurant. Yep. Because all of a sudden it's just like, hey, Brazilian music, here you go, and. This is when Mike finally catches up with her, and she's dining with uh, T. Dalt, um, yeah. and you know this fancy place. And then he shows he shows up, and it's just like she's like, "I thought I said I didn't want to talk to you." Not again. Not like the hell are you doing here? Like, yeah. there's no. It, it's weird. It's like there's there's no fish out of water no. thing at all going on here. It's just like, hey, you're that guy that I don't like, so get and out. And he's here. just like, you need to come back with me because I have bills to pay. Right. And it's it's fourth wall breaking, but not. Yeah, because like then later there's a scene where he, they, he's getting cleaned up because he's had punch dropped on him or some mm-hmm. doofy shit, and uh, like he's shirtless and she's like, "What the hell is that? Were you injured in the war?" And he's like, "What? That's my navel." And, and she's just like, "You're an alien. Get out of here." And then he has to explain like, "Oh, okay. Look, there was a scene where you had a shirt on with your bare midriff and we weren't allowed to draw belly buttons because of the centers." And that's, that was a real thing. Like that's fucking weird. Like. <laughs> Were people ever like, oh, my God, I'm so turned on by a belly button? I, I remember I Dream of Jeannie was like that, where, like, if her belly button slipped out, the censors said they would have to, they couldn't show it. Like, they could not show it. I mean, look, so, on, on a <laughs> giant, huge pile of list of things, yeah. that that's way down on the what the fuck was wrong with people. I don't know. But what the fuck was wrong with people? I You know, sexuality is, is really strange <laughs> amongst people. So, but yeah, like, basically at that time it was like whatever, whatever's covered, whatever a lady has covered up, that's what you want to see. I'm just saying, so. like, I mean, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm weird, mm-hmm. but belly buttons are gross. Like, there's nothing sexy about a belly Absolutely button. Absolutely not. Like, it it collects lint and yeah, smells weird. And cause <laughs> maybe it, how hard it is, you know, to get in there and clean. Unless you got an Audi, and then it's even weirder. I'm sorry if you have an Audi, but yeah. you know, like, you know, just like I know nothing yeah. fucking sexy about a belly button. No. No, Ugh. but yeah, that yeah. that's just there's, a my, weirdness. There's, my, there's my baby feeding tube. Yeah, isn't that sexy? There's my baby feeding tube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, you know, I was teetering like ah, maybe, but now not, now that you not, put it that way, not that you mm-hmm. use it to feed babies. I understand how bodies work. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying I feed babies with my belly button. I'm saying as Good. it as I'm it, glad you don't as a, <laughs> as, a, as a baby. That's where I was being fed. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So Brenda Star, <laughs> yeah, Brenda Star. Anyway, that's fucking weird. Um, fuck. Okay, and and again, like so now she's hooked up. Like Mike's just like in her life and not going anywhere, and they get flirty and it, he oh, like, gets flirty for a second, but like all of a sudden they're in a fucking circus. Like they're in a, like a goddamn Greek circus out of fucking nowhere. Well, it's because like they have escaped two or three situations sure. and he has decided he's going to make out with her while they're driving. Is that what it is? Yes. And she's like, watch the road. And he's like, nah, I got this. And then of course they crash because he's not watching the road while he's making no, out no, with her. The circus was for that because it took her oh, being, right. it, was, it was in her trapeze right. artist is what he was like. Hey, you're a lady and I want to make out with you now. Right. Cause they were driving a circus truck. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Like, so like literally like out of nowhere, they, I think, uh, fuck. I started tuning in and out of this movie from time to time. There, there, I think they were on a boat 
And like they they chartered they, a boat to go down the Amazon. They were on a boat, but the boat had been replaced. The people on the boat had been replaced by mercenaries, right? Because the real captain of the boat like finally peeked in and was just like some really ridiculous German accent. <laughs> it's just like I'm actually the captain of the boat, and they're mercenaries. And then of course they do mercenary things, and then there's yeah. prana in the water. And- yeah, they're like, hey, we'll stir up the pranas by, and so like the fake captain and the real captain both go in the water, and I guess become prana food. They're dead. And I guess Prana's only attack if you have an open wound because they jump off the other side of the boat and just swim away. They're fine. And and I think this is the point where they're like, they're dripping wet. Oh, she she does find like one native lady who's just like, she decides to switch clothes with or something. She's like, these, these clothes are spent. I need yours. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then she's like, look how fabulous I made this. <laughs> but the, I, I don't know. Because like Timothy Dalton just shows up on a boat at some point in time because he, okay. he he just says like, I'll, I'll you know, I, you'll never know when I'll show up. Yes. Yes, because that's he. It's funny because like they've just escaped whatever situation they're in, and you literally just see him on a canoe in the background entering mm-hmm. the frame, and it's just like I'm here now. And and dude was like, Nah, she and I are a thing. Kind of step off. Yeah, we're skipping over the circus because I want to talk about the circus. Let's talk about the circus. They show up at a literally in the middle of the fucking Amazon jungle. There is a goddamn Greek circus. Like I mean, and I say capoeira. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say Greek because like they're. Like they're throwing shit, and they're just going "opa," you know, and that's the only reason I'm going off. So that. Greek, <laughs> yeah. Well, it also like it said like Manzukas or circus or something like you're that. You're not wrong. Yeah. It was a Greek circus, yeah. but what it's doing there, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Um, but like, because <laughs> this movie just jumps all over the fucking place. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's standard circus shenanigans happening like inside of a circle, but then outside it's like it's the Capoeira demonstration squad. Yep. It's not really part of the circus because they're outside of this they're little a troop ring that are hanging. You know, they're just they're clinging onto the Greek circus. Yeah, yeah they they're contracted to work uh, for the circus. They're the they're the fruit on the bottom of the Greek yogurt, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yep. But the ringleader guy is just like, hey. She's hot. If we have her, people will come to her circus. And I'm like, maybe if you had your circus somewhere that other than the, the <laughs> dead middle of the Amazon rainforest, yeah, people might come to your circus. Bad but, place for your circus. There's nobody there. But like, they kind of, sort of kidnap Brenda Starr for a second, and they take her and oh, well, she walks up and is like, oh man, these clothes. I, I need to get some new clothes. They're like, we'll take care of you and go and put her in like, uh, you know. Trapeze artist, trapeze artist two-piece thing, two-piece thing. they rip off and it's like okay now you're a trapeze artist get up there yeah and i don't remember what the fuck mike was doing why he got separated from her but the the russians also show up mm-hmm. and so she's up there and mike's trying to get to her and the russians are trying to get to her lips has also arrived and has commissioned a pilot to help her sure um who you've seen that guy before he was in 24 and a million other things he's yeah day after tomorrow a bunch of stuff um, but but yeah just basically everyone was converged and they're all just chasing each other but yeah so i she's I she just she's trapped by height she's just her height is the one thing she cannot make up her way out of well i think it was more like i don't want to walk across the tightrope yeah. because i have no skill in that and and the guy's like hey don't worry about it just like it's like my drunken friends down below will catch you and they're all just like yeah yeah they've got the old school like you know not even like the net, like the quilt, yeah. you know, kind yes. of like you're know, not going to bounce with, when you with, with a target in the middle. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. The Russians 
kind of run in. Mike runs in. Again, the only, like, there's kind of a joke that works with that Jeffrey Tambor here because there are two jugglers at the entrance to this, just like you know, throwing the pin things back and forth, and everyone else just kind of runs through fine, and he gets trapped by them just continually throwing the pins. <laughs> yeah. But it only becomes a really good joke when he's just standing there, like waiting for his moment. Yeah. And then they cut back to him a second later, and like he's not juggling, but he's just got two pins throwing them around. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, it was. I guess they were like, "Hey, Jeffrey Tambor, can you juggle?" And he's like, "No, but I nope. can twirl a couple of pins and make it look like I'm joining in." <laughs> but yeah, I, stupid things happen. That you know, they escape by. I guess there was also like a zip line on this on this tightrope because they escaped out, and and, he, and um, Mike's just like, "Hey, Capoeira guys, who I was kind of bonding with a second ago, get them." Yeah, and so yeah, they they Capoeira at the Russians for a while, which I never thought I'd say that expression, but. Um, it's true, and, and they escape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they steal. Oh, they steal the Calliope truck from the from the circus, and are driving down the road. And that's when he's like, "Hey, Brooke Shields, this is the least amount of clothing you've worn in this movie. Um, let's make out while yeah. I'm driving." Mm -hmm. And yeah, they they crash crash the car, and and then that's when Timothy Dalton shows up. And like they've sort of kind of made out for like half a second, and then he shows up. And he's like, "Hey, um, she and I, we we kind of have a thing now." And he's just like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. whatever. That's nice. <laughs> Maybe you don't know. I'm T Dalt. <laughs> yeah, I have an eye patch. Yeah. So he is talking to uh, Timothy Dalton is talking to Brenda Starr, and he at one point says, uh, "Can I canoe you?" <laughs> and they cut. This is this is literally the best acting I've ever seen out of <laughs> Brooke Shields. It is equivalent to that scene in Disorderlies where the guy shot his dog and then has to pretend he didn't. So he's like. He's happy, but also crying, but trying to pretend not to. Um, he, so he says, can I canoe you? And she's like, oh, wait, what are you talking? The boat? Huh? Yeah. Gross. Mm. <laughs> it's, just, it's a good 10 seconds of her literally confused at how to react to that. And it's just the best. I have to make a gif out of that because it's a good reaction to just uh, gross, but also yes. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, then they just get in this canoe. and The the other best joke, I think, of the movie is coming up because, again, they just hop from place to place. Like, he says something like, we can go to my place, you know, and we can use a telephone. But they stop off at, like, this dive-ass bar first. They do. Which happens to be where the scientist guy is dying in a bed for some reason. Yeah, they just uh, they go to this, this bar, which just looks like a Boy Scout camp, like, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, this guy was, like happy and like hey look at my magic sauce and you know you know crazy natives and all this stuff and like look like he was very much alive and no explanation but like suddenly now he's dying in this dockside bar in yep. the middle of the amazon but the best joke here is that there's this bartender and like he, they, he's they, he's just chomping on a cigar and glaring at them yeah and then like timothy dalton orders a drink and then he's like hey can i get you a, buy you a drink mike and he's like sure i'll have whatever he's having and like goes and like passes out for a few minutes brooke shields I don't really understand, but it's like she goes to the bathroom slash. I think she changes clothes again, but yes. like, yes, she goes to freshen up. But like Timothy Dalton and her go and see this, you know, guy that's dying, and you know, and Henry Gibson like does goofy style dying acting, and he like that's all oh. he does. Like he can't speak. He's just he's just dying for some reason, and then dies while they're there. Right. But like, so he finally dies, and Timothy Dalton's just rifling, like throwing his body all around, like I'm going to find your shit. Yeah. Until. Brooke Shields actually finds like a few vials of his thing and she's like this is it all we need is to take it and they'll reverse engineer it and study it and we'll be good let's That's go what they do <laughs> and, and the good joke here is like they go back out to fetch Mike and and they go to this bartender dude who hasn't said a word he's just been glaring and chomping on a cigar you know 
very much looking like another, you know, Brazilian barside dude. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, where can we get... I think he asked for a telephone. He's like, oh, a telephone. <laughs> he's just got this, <laughs> yeah. like, most perfect British yeah. accent. It's, it's like, the same, like, Jane and the Lost City reveal when, the, when yeah, they go the, and meet the, the... The Jungle Queen, yeah. yeah. But yeah, oh, he's, I say. So he's like, oh, a telephone, <laughs> yes. Or, or they're like, telefono, por favor, which yeah. th- everything is Spanish, by the way, in Brazil. I sure. don't know if anyone told them Brazil doesn't speak Spanish, but. Well, you would think Tidalt would know he's the king of Brazil. He is, but like <laughs> every single side is in Spanish. Everything they say is in Spanish. It's like they speak Portuguese. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's just like, telefono, por favor. And he's like, oh, a telephone, yes. You can find one 60 kilometers away. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, what about a bear? An airplane, yes. <laughs> we do have an automobile. Oh, no, an automobile, but yeah. it doesn't have any petrol. No petrol. <laughs> <laughs> and then for some reason, like, they leave, and this guy was actually a Nazi. Secret Nazi spy. Or Long term- distance to Berlin, please. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah I it, it 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 was just a good joke because they they shown this guy glare and so much and then when they finally asked him something he's like oh a telephone oh, yes well, yes <laughs> yeah it is it's a good joke uh, yep and but so, they, now they go to Timothy Dalton's house well they they no everyone has shown up at this point because she has the, she has the three vials in her purse and they go out to get on the canoe to go away and everyone converges on them and mm. um. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they end up like dumping some of the water and setting the water on fire. Yeah, but I think this is after she has somehow fashioned two alligators together into some sort of speedboat raft. <laughs> because yeah. because like they're all in the water like forever flailing around and they're just throwing her purse around playing keep away mm-hmm. until eventually the bad guys get it. But the, we also see shots of alligators in the water. And then all of a sudden Brenda Starr has somehow wrangled two of them and is skiing on them mm-hmm. to do something i don't know but it just kind of everyone kind of gets away and then one of them eats jeffrey tambor <laughs> yeah it's it's real confusing because <laughs> what lips has shown up she yep. her and her pilot landed yep she jumps off the plane swims to them and we see that's when we see the two alligators get in the water yes like, well, we got to help her. We can't let her alligators eat her. So right. they pull her up in the boat, and then she's like, I'm going to steal your shit. And she's basically just like, give me your purse. It's mine now. Yeah. And she's, and Brenda Starr's like, no. And then that knocks the boat over. They're all right. in the water. That Then the yeah. Russians come in. And yeah, and just, they all just jump in the water yeah. and are fighting. And, and, and yes, they, there's a threat of alligators. Meanwhile, the pilot is just like watching. I'm like, yes, I'm enjoying this. Wet ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, yeah she, she makes alligator skis. Yep. And then she takes out one of the vials and... Timothy Dalton's like, oh, yeah, it's fuel. Do that. So she dumps it in the water and lights it on fire. And then suddenly all the water's on fire. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, no. And then they are able to escape. Now, yes, they they this is when they go to Timothy Dalton's house. I only want to point out because Lips swam back to her plane. And the deal she had made with the pilot was, I'll give you $50 and my garter belt. Yeah. And then when she's like sitting there on the plane, like, I got to get away. He's like, it's going to take more than your garter belt. And I'm only pointing this out because... A, kind of gross, but B, there's a funny shot because the the Russian lady grabs onto the skids because it's like a seaplane yeah. and hangs on for a few seconds and then get to- gets tossed off there, which th- th- there is occasionally some interesting stunt work happening yep. in this. Yep. But the only thing I want to point out is that after she agrees to whatever they agree, uh-huh. they literally do the plane is rocking in the sky. Like there's there's moaning and sex noises and the plane is going up and down in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm just pointing out because I've, I've, I've seen, you know, this fans of rocket and all those kind of things. I don't think I'd ever seen the I've plane. I've seen a plane do it before. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are they are now together, by the way. They have mm-hmm. formed an, an alliance yeah. <laughs> via their bond. <laughs> um, so, but they use another vial 
uh, for this car to get to Timothy Dalton's house, mm-hmm. and they do another demonstration. Like Timothy Dalton just decides I, yep. he's going to sell it. Like, why? What are you doing? Shut up! Just go. But he's like, all right, Rubes, gather around. Check this shit out. And he, you know, he's doing the same thing. Like, look at this stick. This yeah. car's bone drive. Blah, blah, blah. And I kept thinking, like, okay, Timothy Dalton's like, just because of who Timothy Dalton plays when he's not playing James Bond. It's like, okay, he's a secret Nazi. At some point, he's going to have to just turn and, and you know, I've seen the Rocketeer. I know what Timothy Dalton's all about. So mm-hmm. Or uh, Hot Fuzz. Y- yeah. But uh, that doesn't happen. It just, like, they, they put this fuel in the car and they, they drive sped up film style to T. Dalt's house. Mm-hmm. And they go inside and she uses the phone and then uh, Lips and the pilot show up and there's sort of this kind of we've we've got you at gunpoint because like she comes in and she has them at gunpoint and then mike comes in and he uses his finger to pretend that he's got a gun and then he's like well that was easy i just used my finger and then- yeah there's been a running thing where you know because he's from the modern world writing this you know 40s comics thing <laughs> and he's like i can't believe that shit worked and and occasionally brenda star would be like oh, i can't believe you're using that you're awful, so crude awful language and <laughs> i kind of liked this i kind of liked how completely put off she was by his occasional use of the word shit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point, they're just sitting in a tree. Oh, he's trying to make her say shit, and she's trying to make him say, like, golly. Jeepers. Or, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, we'll both say each other's words at the same time, and they don't. Um, I don't know. I kind of like that yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's it's all right. But it just yes. doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, and then the pilot dude comes in and cracks him over the head with a vase or something. But yep. Ah, fuck. I finally know what happens after that. It's like, it just becomes they, chaos for a while. They wrap them up in like a sheet or something. Oh, I remember what it was. Yes. Because Lips does take the vials away, yep. runs off and pr- publishes her story and gets the scoop. Mm-hmm. They go and be like, well, I guess we, we lost or whatever. And they go out to leave and get in the car and the engine is like literally melted. Yep. And he's like, oh, before I was at architecture school, I was a chemistry major. <laughs> sure. And this is like acetone and it'll give you a boost but it's very unstable and deadly and yeah this isn't going to do anybody this, is, this isn't fake this is crap yeah. and so like brenda star writes the story of like hey it was actually fake and and lips looks bad and gets fired and all this stuff and i guess the flash is saved yeah the flash is saved because she got this scoop on the scoop or yep. something and yeah i mean this movie's just like hey let's wrap this shit up now because because timothy dalton again is just kind of like okay see you around i'll be around if you need me mm-hmm and then she kind of tells Mike, who's just like, okay, I'll come back to your comic strip, I guess, and see you next week. Yeah, well, because she as she had mentioned, like, I'm going to go to the real world. I need to change the scenery, and that, yeah. that never happens. I think mm-hmm. she does. Does she briefly? No. What it is, all right, so they go back to the um, the Flash, and Mike sneaks in and goes to, like, their comic strip room, which just happens to be exact copy of, like, his artist room. Yeah. And, she, yeah, she walks in as, like, you know, We'll always have, you know, Brazil or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I can't go with you, but I'll, you know, I'll still see you in the comics or whatever. And then he just like wishes himself back into the real world and talks to Brenda through the art again for a second. And then yep. it's like movie over. Yep. We're, we're fucking done here. Get the fuck out. Yeah. It's, it's a weird ass movie. It's strange. It, it seems very conventional, but it is, it has a number of, plot developments that movies around this time just wouldn't have but it also doesn't act like hey check this shit out we're doing something different yeah it's just it's so matter of fact when the two of them are interacting about how he was he's an artist and drew her and now he's in that world and she's also a lot it's just it's so strange that there's nothing made of any of that Mm -hmm. yeah um 
I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I guess we're gonna rate this. But, yeah, we um, probably should. That's I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is a broken movie. Like, <laughs> it is missing large swaths of things. Yeah, and yet I didn't care because I really wanted it to be over. Okay, like I can't I can't explain it. Like this movie is very off putting, and it's it's because the pace is breakneck and there's a bunch of shit missing, and then it gets really goofy. Like there will be a joke or two that works. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Brooke Shields is obviously a very pretty lady. She is, you know. So you know, you you would think like on some surface level, you'd just be like, well, like you know, it's Brooke Shields and she's wearing fabulous clothes and changing every few seconds. So there'd at least be that. But no, it's fucking, it's kind of insufferable. Like I can't, I can't explain. Like I mean, I would have to like do a deep dive and on this movie to like figure out why it feels so unwatchable. Okay, like um, because. You want to do a podcast about it? No, I'm saying like, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I think I would have to like analyze it more. Like I can't even put my finger on like why this feels so unwatchable. Um, Cause like it's, it's cartoony and, and, and goofy like Dick Tracy, but Dick Tracy's more watchable. If that makes any sense. I mean, it's, Dick Tracy's not great, but I mean like this is like something about the editing and just that, like. That it, it's that, amateurish. It's there's something about it where it's just like, you guys didn't know how to make a movie. You had an right, idea right. and you had some money, but and you didn't know how to tell a story. And, and I guess like it, 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 it very much feels like a TV movie and it makes sense because the guy that directed it made a shitload of TV stuff and that, and not a lot of features. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, it feels like it feels like scenes jump from place to place. And by the time your brain finishes processing what they skipped and how they might've gotten there, you're already on the next thing. So it's just fucking exhausting from beginning to end. It makes you work for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's not a good movie. But I'm I'm not. I, I'm only get, I'm going to give it two bags. Like I mean, it's just like don't watch this. Like I mean, it's not like it, it not it didn't make me angry. Uh-huh. It's just like this is a poorly poorly made movie. Um, and yeah, I I other than like a joke or two that kind of works, it's not worth watching at all. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm kind of going to go the other way with it. I, so I realized I lost the plot in this pretty early on and then was like, wait, aren't they just looking for a fuel thing? Like what? Mm -hmm. But it just seems like, no, it's just people are chasing and they're trying to get away. And it's like, it's like this perpetual chase for no real reason. It just doesn't make sense. But I like Timothy Dalton. I like Jeffrey Tambor. Um, I think this is probably best thing I've seen Brooke Shields do and I admittedly have not seen a lot of Brooke Shields things but she's worked a lot and she seems appropriate for this role like this is a good role for her mm-hmm. um, the fashion stuff is good the movie you know surprisingly looks pretty good um, but long story short I'm gonna give it a jocks I, I think it's I think it's worth watching it's fine this movie is fine. I didn't, my brain didn't wander off from it too far. It's not like I, I mean, you know, we didn't recap all the details, but I feel like I was with it. I just never understood why I was with it. It was just like, yeah, okay, they're doing a thing. I don't know. Um, but there, there are jokes in it that work. Um, there was a, normally I cannot stand ADR jokes. Like when just in the editing room, they're like, let's punch up the scene with some off camera voices or something. But like that entire scene with the bar, with the guy who events eventually ends up talking proper. Um, they, they ADR this pirate or this parrot in the background who is just doing this running commentary on everything. I don't know. That kept making me laugh because it was just, it wasn't like cartoony jokey pirate 
jokes it or parrot jokes it was this kind of spanish speaking pirate just commenting on <laughs> wow. a lady has entered the room <laughs> it's still not a pirate joke why do you it's i know pirates sometimes have parrots but I, this is a parrot uh, i'm sorry yeah i'm having a, maybe i'm having a stroke i, I think you know. might be i think you, your brain is now catching up trying to figure out what happened from scene to scene yeah. in brenda star anyway the parrot made me laugh slightly so anyway one jocks it's i think it's worth a look i think it's worth a look it, it's a it's a fascinating thing um yeah yeah I mean, like when it was like when a scene was happening, I will agree. It looked like a good movie. It's yeah. just there were huge ch- chunks of this movie that weren't there. Yes. Um, I cut poorly. I don't know. Or just like amateurishly filmed where they forgot to yeah, I don't, film things in between. I don't know if they lost footage. I don't know if they never shot it. I don't know if they just decided we need to get this down to 30 minutes or 90 minutes and mm-hmm. get out. But yeah, it's it is poorly edited. Yes. I will. Yes. You know, regardless of whether or not he had footage, they had footage to work with, you know. But Yeah, it's weird. But, like, the scenes that actually play out kind of look okay. Yeah. Um, all the Brazilian stuff, like, when they're first at that, at that, here we are in Brazil. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is, is very bright and purple and pink and, and you mm-hmm. know, the color's really vibrant and look I good. perked up when there was capoeira happening. Yeah. They just did not use that to its yeah. potential. Or, I don't know, how did Mike say it? Cap. He, he said it wrong. He said it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> he was very excited about he it. He was. He was like Cap Capuera. Yeah, or, he was. He was. Yeah. He was super dope. He's just like I've dreamed about this moment my entire life, and yeah, now I'm gonna they're, fuck they're, up saying the word. They're dance fighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's Brenda Star. Yeah. Um. So hey, you can be a star, and give us a dollar by going to Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast, and then. We will star in a podcast each week for you for that dollar, mm-hmm. which is this podcast you're listening to right now, although it'll be different every week. We don't just replay the same podcast each week. That would be boring. <laughs> but, uh, you know, thank you for uh, donating to uh, help make this show possible and help us rent these fabulous movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was on Amazon Prime and HD. Why? I don't know. But there's an HD print of this movie out there. So cool. Um, if you aren't a uh, person who has donated to us uh, if you want to patreon.com slash bmfcast is where you go there's so much content there holy shit i feel like i'm editing stuff in a loop like all the time i like like it's just not like i'm editing right now i'm editing two podcasts right now as we're talking so um anyway that's all the details of yeah. all the things yeah give us a dollar you can we'll move our lips uh a month early yep uh, yeah you could you could be you could be hearing this now instead of when you're listening to it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> exactly. That'll make sense if you give us a dollar. <laughs> so we've got one of these left. Mm-hmm. Uh, big finale next week. Big big finale. Huge. So come back next week and we'll, we'll wrap up this this pulp friction. Yeah, comic we, we, lady probably, we probably should have like you know workshop this tried tried for weeks to figure out what the name of this thing is and there isn't one there just isn't so but anyway it's done so who cares it's true <laughs> all right we'll be back next week and until then i'm chuck and i'm harlow and this is bamcast extra out brenda star we're out